This podcast is a production of Phoenix Media. Explore more episodes of this show and other great shows on the Phoenix Media Podcast Network by visiting phoenixmedia.us. The views expressed do not necessarily represent those of the company or its advertisers and may contain language that's unsuitable for younger listeners. Thank you for tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater. I'm your host, Christian Phoenix. Now, growing up as a comic book fan of the 80s and 90s, I've always been fascinated with how storytellers translated these iconic heroes from the page to film, television, and radio. Long before we got the big-budget CGI epics we enjoy today, children gathered around their radios to hear their favorite do-gooders come to life with little more than their imaginations and these broadcasts from a time long forgotten. I invite you to gather around your radio for this presentation of Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater. horse with the speed of light, a cloud of dust, and a hearty high silver, the Lone Ranger. roamed the range country in the early days of the western United States, and even the local sheriffs and judges were sometimes outlaws within the protection of the law. It was then that the masked rider of the plains rode in the cause of justice. Ranchers and sheep herders, miners and storekeepers appealed to him for help, and no honest man was ever disappointed. Return with us now to those thrilling days when the West was young. From out of the past come the thundering hoofbeats of the great horse Silver. The Lone Ranger rides again. Come on, Silver! Son is waiting for us on the trail ahead! Hi-yo, Silver! Away! The town of Springville, near the eastern border of Texas, had experienced Indian uprisings and outlaw raids during the early years of its history. But at the time our story opens, Indians and outlaws were a thing of the past. 
and Springville was as peaceful as any New England village. It was an unusual occurrence when anyone was arrested, and the little courthouse was filled the morning Bill Stevens was brought before Judge Ezra Eccles. Quiet in this here courtroom. Quiet, I say. Well, Judge, what's the verdict? According to law number 214, section 5, it's a misdemeanor for any individual accepting a duly recognized lawman to carry any weapon concealed. By jumping, Juniper, my shooting arm wasn't concealed. I told it in plain sight on the right hip. Comes under the head of concealed weapons just the same. The law further states that the penalty for the same is not more than $100 fine and 90 days in jail, or both. I never heard of no such law. Well, you're hearing of it now. How do you plead? Guilty or otherwise? Huh? Did you tote a gun or did you not? Gosh, everyone knows a total one. Then you plead guilty. Well, I... Plead otherwise, and there's a law that'll jail you for perjury. What's that? Lying on the witness stand while under oath. Well, things went along swell here, but you found that doggone law book. Now there's a blame many laws a man can't turn without busting a half a dozen of them. Guilty or not guilty? Well, which will let me off the cheapest? Your fine's a hundred dollars for packing a gun. If you can't pay it, you can go to jail for ninety days. Perjury will cost you two hundred dollars. I reckon I'll choose the other. One hundred dollars fine. Most every dad rat a dime I got. Pay for it over there, and the sheriff will give you a receipt for it. There's your money, blast it. Now all I got left is ten bucks. Mm, still got ten bucks, huh? This town's getting worse all the time. I don't know what... What is that last remark, Stevens? I says this blamed town's getting worse all the time. He's still got ten dollars. Stevens, you're fined ten dollars for contempt of court. What? Statute 211, section 14. Maximum... Look here, Judge. I don't care about statutes and less sections. Just tell me this. How much is this here gun worth? Why? You think I could raise enough on it to pay the fine for unlimbering my tongue and tell them what I think of this deal? That'll do. Court's dismissed. Oh, by thunder, I don't You'd know better what. get out, Stevens, while you got the chance. You might land in the Calabusia. All right, folks. Court's dismissed. All of you clear out. <laughs> well, it worked, Judge. I told you it would, didn't I? Hundred and ten dollars. Mm, let me see. Two in the hundred and ten makes, uh... Fifty-five dollars each. Mm-hmm. And we're just getting started, Sheriff. <laughs> just getting started. Gosh. With me to dig up laws that never were enforced, and you to do the arresting, and me to find people, we'll clean up. It sure was smart of you to think of this. <laughs> it shows what an education will do. But I was thinking... Yeah? After today, it ain't likely any of the folks in town will risk one of their shooting irons. So I won't have no chance of arresting them on that charge again. Maybe not, but there'll be strangers in town. Yeah, I never thought of that. And that isn't all. Huh? You see this book, Sheriff? Yeah, but I... I've been going through it carefully. And you'd be surprised at the laws that have been passed in this town and forgotten. <laughs> forgotten, huh? Mm-hmm. Fifteen years ago, there was a law passed about hitching horses on the main street. Sheep's alive. That's a new one on me. And it'll be new to everyone else. Here's another, saying that cows can't be driven through town. Yeah? And there's a curfew law for the young'uns. Uh, but don't we have to make a report on the cash we take in from fines? <laughs> Sheriff, you and me are going to take in money so fast... Anything we report will look all right. We've found a scheme that'll make us rich. Rich beyond our wildest dreams. During the two weeks that followed, man after man was arrested by the sheriff and fined by the judge. The townspeople were indignant, but there was nothing they could do. Then, one day, the Lone Ranger and his faithful Indian companion, Tonto, rode toward town. It's been a long time since we were in this part of the country, Tonto. Uh-huh. We'll stop in town for supplies and head for the hills. You look. 
You see, Cowman? Yes, and a good-looking herd. Why him drive them off trail? That's strange. He's taking those cows through town, and it'd be easier to follow the trail. Isn't that right? He seems to want to circle the town. That bad ground? He's deliberately sending them off the trail over that swampy ground. Why him do that? We'll find out. Come on there, sir. Come up, Scout. Hello there. Howdy, stranger. Come on, come on. Move on. Oh, Silver, hold That's hard going for your cattle. Strange, use it. Hey, that mask. Keep your hand away from your gun. I ain't got a gun, stranger. Don't rob an unprotected man. Land sakes, we can't pack guns when we're right at the mercy of men like you. I'm not going to rob you. But, but the mask. Pay no attention to it. You need help with that herd. I need a lot. Thanks to the way they're doing things in town. What do you mean? Doggone, look at those critters. The minute I stop, they start grazing. If it weren't for them laws, I could take them through the town and save going around this ground. That's interesting. Fact is, if it weren't for the laws, I wouldn't have to sell them in the first place. Why is that? Well, a couple of weeks ago, I got arrested for lugging a shooting iron and fined of all my cash money. Then a couple of days later, I was fined for sassing the sheriff and had to sell my gun to pay the fine. And I couldn't carry it anyhow. Then I got fined for taking cows along the main street of the town, which same is the only street. And now I got to sell these critters to pay that fine. Shucks, if I got fined for taking these through town, I'd light in the calaboose for sure on account I can't raise no more cash. Those seem to be mighty strange laws for a cow town. They're strange laws for any town. Trouble is, they was made when we had blame fool committee running the town a few years back. Each of the committee wanted to make as many laws as the others on that same committee. I see. Stranger, take some advice from me. Don't you show yourself with that mask and them two guns. By thunder, they'd find laws to take all your cash no matter how much you had. We'll help you get your herd around the town. I want to hear more about these laws and their enforcement. Well, I can tell you plenty from my own experience. Get up. Get on there. Get up there. Instead of going into town, we'll camp outside when we finish helping this man. Mm, I'm good. There seems to be a situation in town that we can do something about. Come on, sir. Get him up, Scout. Scout, after we've eaten, I want you to go into town. What me do there? Perhaps go to jail. Hmm? Take some money along with you. Oh, go to cafe? Any place where it'll be noticed that you have cash. Um, me do that. You might buy some food and pay for it with a fairly large coin, a gold coin. See how long it takes for the sheriff to find some law in which you can be arrested. Hmm. Hmm. Now bacon ready. Very well. We'll eat and then you can get started. If you're arrested, refuse to pay the fine and let them send you to jail. You've got scheme, huh? Perhaps I have. <laughs> Things are, as Bill Stevens said, there are two men in that town who need a lesson. Mm, that right. And we'll do our best to give it to them. There's the bills you wanted packed up, Redskin. Now, let me see the color of your mind. Here, money. Just a second. What's the matter, Sheriff? Now, don't butt in, bartender. I've been waiting to see if he'd have cash for that grub. Whose gold is that? It's mine. Mm, looks downright suspicious. Got any more of them gold pieces? Now, look here, Sheriff. You ain't going Bartender, to... you want me to arrest you for something? Oh, no, I ain't said nothing. Well, see to it that you don't. Mm. Uh, now then. Engine, where's your gun? Me not got gun. What, no gun? No. Hmm. Too bad. Uh, let me see. Oh, it's your horse tied right at the hitch rack outside, ain't it? Didn't you know it's again the law to hitch a horse on the main street? That's not my horse. Me walked to town. Huh? You mean to say with all that cash you ain't got no horse? 
Me not got him here. Barkeep, are you grinning? Me? No, sirree. Injun, it's a downright serious crime in this town for Injuns to use tobacco or liquor. Now, if you've got a pipe... Me not use pipe. You don't smoke? Don't saw? Well, answer up. Don't shake your head like that. A sheriff, I got the right to demand verbal answers. Me not use tobacco. Mm-hmm. Injun, have you heard about this here town? Mm, me hear all about town. Well, stand right there. Don't you go away now. I gotta give a look at the judge's book. Let me see. Law pertaining to Injun. I reckon I better give you change for this gold piece, Injun. Here, hold on. Injun, you're under arrest. He's found something. Didn't you know that it was against the law for Redskins to come to town without first reporting to the sheriff's office? No. That settles it. Well, not knowing the law ain't no excuse for busting it. You're under arrest. What about my cash for them vittles? Ain't likely you'll need them. Let's meet and pay the fine the judge will meet out. Put him back in the kitchen till after he's tried. I never heard of that law, Sheriff. It's a law the town council passed right after the engine trouble. That was 30 years ago. The law ain't like a human being, bartender. No matter how old it gets, it never loses its teeth. <laughs> Golly, I'm getting near as smart as the judge. What law say? It says no engine can come to town without first he reports to the sheriff's office. Now, what's the sense in that? Plenty. It's so a whole parcel of redskins can't come into town and massacre us in our beds. This redskin's the first I've seen in a month. Don't figure he'd scalp the whole town, do you? Take my job to criticize the law. I got enough to do seeing it's obeyed. Come along, Injun. We're calling on the judge. Me, come. Watch out, Redskin. The judge will take your eye teeth if you open your mouth wide. You be careful, bartender. I'll hold you up before the judge for declamation of character or something. Out this door, Injun. Just a step over to the courthouse. The judge is there, all right. I can see him through the window. That courthouse? Just go up the steps and inside. Won't do you no good to try to get away, neither. Me not try and get away. Uh, judge. Come in, Sheriff. Go ahead, Injun. Judge, I brought you another lawbreaker. Ah. What this one do, Sheriff? He didn't report to my office like the law says he should. This is it right here in black and white. Ah, that's mighty serious, Redskin. Of course you're guilty, ain't uh, you? Uh. Then the fine will be, uh, now... Maybe uh, about $50. Yes, $50 or 30 days in jail. Me not pay fine. What's that? Me take 30 days. Then 30 days you'll get. Jail him, Sheriff. Right. Reckon he'll change his mind after a few days in jail. Who was that? Sounded like a stranger to me, Judge. Stranger, eh? Well, if you find him, arrest him for disturbing the peace. The curtain falls on the first act of our Lone Ranger drama. Before the next exciting scenes, please permit us to pause for just a few moments. Ooh, yeah, we do something right here, uh huh. It's the Loot Crate subscription box, yeah, full of exclusive loot on surprises delivered to your door every month. Just pick up your favorite geeky genre, Daddy. <laughs> From the original Loot Crate, the Loot Crate DX collectible boxes, dude. Cowabunga! To the Loot Gaming video game box. Woohoo! Wowzers! With crates starting as large as eleven ninety nine per month, there's a box just about for all collectors. To get your geek on, head over to phoenixmedia.us forward slash loot crate and claim your exclusive offer. That's f-e-n-i-x media dot u-s forward slash loot crate. Great Scott! Snap into a loot crate, it.
tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater presented by Phoenix Media. Now to continue our story. On the evening of the day Tonto was arrested and jailed, Bill Stevens, the judge's first victim, was talking to the bartender in the cafe. Yes, sir, Bill. That Indian wasn't doing anything at all. But the sheriff, he up and jailed him like he'd shot up the town. Blasted crook. Him and the judge both. I was the first one they got, and they fined me three times since. It's getting so as a fella has to be a lawyer to know if it's legal to go to bed at night. And if you found out it was, you'd probably be jailed for waking up in the morning. Honest, Bill, I never heard of so many fool laws. You can't do this, and you can't do that. But you never find out what you can't do until after you've done it. And then it costs you cash for education. I'd like to meet up with them crooks some dark night, and I can't... Where'd he come from? Watch out! What the... Even Captain, shut out, Law! You! Come outside. Mister, I'll be fine for talking to a masked man with guns. That's what I want to talk to you about. But don't, don't shoot us, mister. No one will be hurt. Well, what do you want to talk to me for? I want your help, Bill. Stand back! Everyone's covered! My help? Bill, the sheriff and the judge have cost you money. They've cost me more than I could spare. Would you like to get it back? Get it back? Shucks, ain't a chance for that. Come outside and I'll show you that there is. Yeah? Come. I'll go. Stranger, I learned to like your style. The masked man talked to Bill and explained his plan. The rancher smiled for the first time in days and returned to the cafe. Then the Lone Ranger called on another leading citizen of the town. Oh, Silver. Oh, fellow. Oh, boy. Stay here, old fellow. Jake, I want to speak to you. Who's there? Open the door. Now, where do you... A mask, man. I'm not an outlaw, Jake. But what are you wearing? Stevens gave me your name. You'll be glad to hear what I have to say. Then you'll do it, Hank. Jake said I could count on you. Stranger, you can bank on me to the finish. <laughs> Tell everyone you know. Yeah. If we act together, we'll make the sheriff and the judge sorry they found those old laws. Yeah. <laughs> the Lone Ranger's plan spread by word of mouth and changed the mood of all the townspeople. The sheriff discovered the change on the following day when Bill Stevens rode up the main street to the cafe. Whoa, whoa there, whoa, fella. Well, I'll be... Stevens! What's the onion, sheriff? Stay right where you are! Beautiful head up, sheriff. These don't set well. Breaking the law again, huh? I thought I'd learned you your lesson before. What lesson? Not to pack a gun in town. Well, I paid my fine, so I figured it'd be all right now. All right, this here's an old one that ain't mine. I just borrowed it. <laughs> you did, huh? Now, get off on that horse. Anything you say, Sheriff. What do you aim to do? Let the judge deal with you. All right, if I gotta see him, I gotta. Let's get it over with. You walk ahead of me. <laughs> Thought you'd put something over on me, huh? Ooh, I don't know. But you didn't. 
Anytime you get ahead of me, you'll have to get up mighty early in the morning. You've got eyes like a hawk, sure enough. And it'd pay you not to forget it next time. Maybe you have something to remember, too. Yeah? That sounds like a threat to me. Well, Judge, I brought to Bill Stevens again. Well, well. Yep, I'm back, Judge. You're the most regular lawbreaker in these parts. The sheriff arrested me for wearing this here gun. Mm-hmm. Now, let me see. Fourth time you've been here, eh, Stevens? Uh-huh. That ought to cost more, oughtn't it, Judge? If we keep things on a legal basis, it should. Two hundred dollars in costs. That's the fine. Yep. And you've got to pay, even if you have to mortgage your ranch. It's either that or 90 days in the jailhouse. Let's get going, Sheriff. Huh? You fellas have every last penny I'd saved. This time, I'm going to jail. You you haven't got $200? That's what I said, ain't it? Hmm, well, uh, stretching the point, Stevens. I might, uh, I might make it less. If you could pay it. Nope. I'll be lenient. How about a $50 fine? Not a penny. Hmm, what do you offer? I said not a penny, and that's what I meant. Stevens, you're a lawbreaker of the worst kind. A callous criminal. It's 90 days for you, and you can start serving them now. Sheriff, take the prisoner away. As soon as Bill was jailed, the sound of cattle was heard outside, and the sheriff ran from the courthouse. What's that? Well, I'll be... Jake! Hey there! Jake! Oh, cool there, boy. Sheriff? Don't you know better to bring them critters to town? Gosh, Sheriff, I clean forgot. Forgot? Hmm. But now you remind me, it seems that there was something said about that once before. It cost you $200. You ain't going to arrest me this time, are you, Sheriff? You trying to make an officer of law forget his duty? Well, of course not. But it seems kind of hard being arrested just for a bad memory. Chief, we'll fix that memory of yours right now. Drive them critters to the corrals. Then get back here as fast as you can and see if the judge will listen to your excuses. Jake, like Tonto and Bill, refused to pay a fine and went to jail. In the days that followed, men were brought in by the dozens, and they all chose jail rather than pay a fine. The sheriff was worried when he locked the door of a cell on Hank Mahoney. Well, reckon that'll teach you, Hank. I'm satisfied if you are, Sheriff. Keep still, you fellas. Sheriff, we ain't getting enough grub. No. We ain't getting good enough grub. It's your duty to feed us in jail, and you ain't doing it. Shut up, I tell you. We want more grub. More grub, Sheriff. More grub, more grub. You're eating more than you're worth right now. I wish I'd have never seen a one of you. Now keep quiet. With the shouts of the prisoners ringing in his ears, the sheriff hurried to the courthouse. He found Judge Eccles in a bad temper. Well, what's the matter? Judge, something's got to be done. Yes? If I arrest one more feller, the jail will be so darn crowded it'll bust. That's your fault. My fault. If you can't arrest men who are willing to pay cash, don't come running to me. But look here, Judge. This was your scheme. You thought it all up. And it made us a pile of money. Well, it ain't no more. I know that as well as you do, you fool. I'm near crazy. Have you got any idea how much it's costing to keep them stubborn mavericks locked up? <laughs> I should say I have. You come to me for cash often enough. I reckon you figure you ought to give half what we take in and let me pay all the expenses. I've been paying my share, Sheriff. Well, if them fellas stay in jail another week, I'm going to be flat busted. Uh, Maggie. Nate, I want to talk to you. No, honey. And don't honey me neither, Nate. I'm here to say just one thing. You can get somebody else to cook for them prisoners of yours, or you can get yourself another wife. Now, Maggie. Don't you Maggie me, Judge. 
It was your scheme to do this. And I'm worn to a frazzle. I'd rather cook for a gang of cowhands than for them fellows in your jail. But I couldn't help it. Not. Maybe you couldn't, but you're going to stop it now. Wait. I'll handle this. What can you do? You two follow me. I'm going to the jailhouse and talk to your prisoners. It's about time somebody done something about this here mess you two stirred up. I let them all out. Let them out. It's the only thing we can do. We'll still clear a little money if we get rid of them right now, Sheriff. Yeah, that's right. You'll settle this whether you clear any money or not. I get them out, I don't care if you never make another arrest. ever mention laws or jails or fines to me again. Now then, open them jail doors while I get the cash together. Thank you. 
story you've just heard is a copyrighted feature of the Lone Ranger Incorporated. You're tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater, presented by Phoenix Media. horse for the speed of light, a cloud of dust, and a hardy high silver, the Lone Ranger. with us to the west of yesteryear when the Lone Ranger rode the plains and ferries in the cause of justice, bringing hope and courage to the oppressed and a warning that right makes might to the lawless. The early settlers of the western United States were faced with many problems. One of the most important of these was need for education for the many little boys and girls who accompanied their parents on the long covered wagon trail to the west. The Masked Rider brings us a story in which he plays an important part in establishing the Little Red Schoolhouse. From out of the past come the thundering hoofbeats of the great horse, Silver. The Lone Ranger rides again. Come on, Silver, old boy. Jim Hudson needs our help. We've got to hurry. Hey, Silver, away! Jim Hudson had come from the east and had settled in the cattle country. He'd worked hard to build his log house construct his line fences, but at last, the little spread which he owned began to pay expenses and a modest income. Our story opens early one morning in Jim's small ranch house. The young man bounces out of bed with a smile on his face and calls to his companion. Wake up, Dan. Get yourself out of bed there. This is the day that Mary gets here. Uh, uh, oh, yeah, that's so. I'll have the coffee and bacon going in just a minute. Get up and give me a hand. I gotta wash up the buckboard. Curry old Ned. This is the day my girl's coming west. Well, why is the head up about it, Jim? Oh, I haven't seen her since I left the east. Yeah, she said she'd marry you. <laughs> Just your way. She's coming here because she wrote and told her she wouldn't be the schoolmaster. 
Now what are you going to tell her? That's right. No playing well that none of the youngins from town will go to school. Well, give me that towel. Uh, just a minute. Well, Dan, what makes old Silas Markheim so blasted ornery? He wants this land of yours because of the water on it. <laughs> That's easy, Dan. What's that got to do with the school? Well, he knows you built the school almost single-handed. Done so just to get a job for Mary Stevens. So <laughs> you could get her to come out here. What's wrong with that? She's a blame good school teacher, and the kids in town sure as blazes need some schooling. Uh-huh. Only they won't get it while you got any hand in it. Mark Hines a blame fool. He's too yeah, He's just fool enough to own most of the state and to have everyone in town owing cash to him. <laughs> he's just fool enough to be able to tell the folks in town that it's sooner they didn't let the kids go to your school and, and have every last one of them follow his suggestion. Just because I won't sell him my land. Uh-huh. I can't sell it. Out of the price he pays. Wouldn't have anything then. I'd be right back where I was when I come out here. I reckon you wouldn't be as well off. Your land and stock ain't what it was then. No. We've lost a lot of cattle lately. Dan, do you think Mark Heim would be behind the dying off and rustling of some of that stock? That's a hunch I had all along. If I could prove that, oh, I... Oh, don't make me laugh. No matter what proof you had, it wouldn't convince a jury made up of folks from town. Mark Heim owns that town. I reckon you're right. Sure I'm right. Come on, where's the grub? I'll pour your coffee. Then we got to get to work and get things ready to meet Mary. Yeah, I reckon so. And Dan, there's something else. Well... If Mary would be willing to marry me... Oh, yeah, but that's guessing it a lot. That's Brett. No. But uh, just supposing she would. Right. You see, then I'm... Well, this house is sort of small. Oh. Nice, Abby. Want me to move out, huh? Well, I sort of figured you'd save up what I was paying you, Dan, and start out on your own before this. Well, how can a man save money out of what you pay? Well, if you hadn't been going to town every night and playing cards... Well, a man's got to have some fun. Fill up that cup again. No, after the East, I'd go loco here without something to pass the time in the evening. Well, never mind. I'll clear out. You can have your place to yourself. Well, I hoped you'd sort of understand, Dan. He ain't said she'd marry you yet, you know. No, I know, but... My guess is when she finds there's no job here for her, she'll turn right around and go back East. If she don't, you might have some competition in winning her. Oh, what do you mean, Dan? Just that. I ain't had much to say, but... I always thought she was a mighty pretty girl myself. You? Why not? But you never said anything. What's the use of saying anything till the time comes? Well, come on. If you're going to get your horse in that wagon clean, we better get started. The stage is due at noon. It'll take some time to get to town. All right. Let's get going. We'll wash the pants later if there's time. Suits me. This is your affair and your ranch. I just work here. Dan, look over there. There's a horse on the ground. Sure enough. Come on. What's happened to us? Ned, your own horse. I see mine near the water. It is Ned. Dan, he's done for. So tis. Like the old age guy. I don't believe that. This horse was poisoned or something. Same as all that cattle was. That's saying a lot, Jim. That means someone done it a purpose. Markheim again. Some more of Markheim's work. The horse is poisoned. I don't know who else would be doing it if it ain't Markheim. Of course, one way to get this land is to break it. And that's the last horse I had. Yep. Now, the only one is my own. And that's my personal horse. Ain't no reason I should use that for work on your ranch, is it? We'll have to take yours to go to meet Mary. Uh-huh. Ain't no other way to meet her if my horse ain't used, is it? No. Then, Jim, I reckon you can stay here and get the pots and pans cleaned, and <laughs> I'll go meet the girl. But, Dan, I, I told you that maybe it has some competition in winning her. <laughs> and that same starts right now, Jim. If she's to be met, I'll be the one to meet her. <laughs> Come the stage. There she comes. Quiet down, you blame fool. All of you, quiet down. 
Don't you make no rouse and welcome for that female friend of Jim Hudson's if you know what's good for you. Why not? Because Silas Markheim says not to. He comes here figuring to teach the school, and Markheim says there ain't to be no school. Now, break up the crowd and go on about your business. What's the matter with having a school here? What's it to you, stranger? This community needs a school. Well, it don't have one that Jim Hudson's got anything to do with. Not as long as Markheim runs this town. I think Markheim needs a talking to. Where is his place? Top of the hill, yonder. But don't try to tell him what to do, stranger, if you know what's good for you. We'll see. Come on, boy. Driver, I'll put it in the wagon here. Here you are. I'll help you down, Barry. You're sure looking right fine. Well, what a nice compliment after such a dusty kid. <laughs> so this is the town. That's right. How's young? There. <laughs> is that what? But where, Jim? That's sort of a longish story, Mary. I'll tell you why we're riding. Is he hurt? Oh, no, he ain't hurt none. Is he all right? Why wasn't he here to meet you? I reckon because he was ashamed to come. Ashamed? I don't understand. Well, you will. When a man's lies find him out, he's in a sort of bad spot. Lies? Bad spot? Dan, what are you talking about? Uh, are you the school lamb? Oh, uh, yes, I'm a new teacher. What's your name? Dick Markine. This is Sally. Sally? What a pretty name. Are you Dick's sister? Uh-huh. But you ain't going to teach us. No? Aren't you going to the school? No. Gosh, we wanted to go, but we can't. Plus, there ain't going to be no school. Guess you'll go back east, huh? Dan, what do the children mean? She's pretty, ain't she? Oh, come on, Mary. I'll tell you all about it. Well, Let me help you to the buckboard. Ooh, I... Up you go. There. Now we get started. It's a long ways to the ranch, and I'll go slow, because you may not want to go there when you hear about it. Well, tell me. Get up there. There's a place in town we can put up and stay with the middle-aged widow. Maybe that'd be the best thing, being as I aim to leave Jim my own self with the ornery trick he's done. Dan, tell me what it is this instant. Well, it's kind of a long story. The truth is, Tonto, there's sort of a feud between Markheim and Jim Hudson. Uh, that's right. Tonto here, plenty in town. Everyone in town thinks exactly as Silas Markheim dictates. If Silas dislikes anyone, the rest of the folks dislike him too. That's not right. I know it isn't right. It's keeping the children of this town from getting an education. Uh, There's a school building, a teacher, and plenty of children. And they can't be educated because of this ill will. You know, Hudson? I don't, Tonto, but I do feel that the man must have a lot that's good if he went ahead and built that school by himself. That's right. That's why I'm going to call on Silas Markheim tonight. I came here to the camp to get you. I'm going to that ranch masked. It'll be safer if you come behind in case someone gets a drop on me. Uh, Here's over. Ready? Come on, Tommy. Uh, be, be ready. All right, then. Come on. Come on. Let's go. How'd you get in here in the first place? Your guards aren't very alert, Markheim. Well, if you want to leave alive, put down them guns. We'll have a talk first. What's your main objection to the school? None of your business. I've heard that it's simply because you dislike the man who built it. So you're a friend of his, eh? Perhaps I am. He's just the kind to have a masked man for a friend. I'll see you hung for throwing a gun on me. Hey, Markham. Don't edge near that table. You go tell Hudson that I'm sick and tired of having him blame everything that happens at his ranch on me. Tell him I don't have the pies and cattle and cut line fences. That happened to him. If you're his friend, you ought to know it. What's he mean by sending this man here to accuse me of all them things? I'll learn him. He's the one that needs a sight of teacher, not these kids in town. He needs learning that men around here don't do things the way he's accusing me of doing them. I tell you, I... Oh, what's that man doing? Dickie, get back. No, no, you 
Paul. Stand back, lad. I won't. You can't shoot him. Now, mister, I got the drop on you. From the protection of that boy. Take that mask off, mister. I'll blast the daylights out of you. You know I can't shoot near you with that boy there. <laughs> so what do you do about it? The boy's not near the light. The lamp flashed you. Get out of the way, son. Get that lamp in the next room. All right, Paul. I'll get him. I'll fix him. I'll get him. I'll blast him. Right. An easy chance to drill one of Hudson's friends and I missed him. Here's the light, Paul. Missed him cold. Put the lamp on the table there, Dick, where the other one was. He didn't hit you, did he? No, son. But listen here. The next time you see your old man in trouble, don't you come mixing in, Savvy. But I thought... Dick, man to man, it's a downright insult for one man to mix into another man's fight. Do you know what you've done? What? Why, shucks. You just the same as told that hombre with a mask that you didn't think your pa was able to take care of himself. Don't you see? But pa... You made it an unfair fight. They was two to one. And that ain't right now, is it? I reckon it ain't. Now, the next time when you see something like that, you just keep out of it. And I'll do the same when you're meeting someone man-to-man. Savvy? All right, Pa. I'll remember. What you got there? Nothing but a cartridge. I picked it off on the table when I set the lamp down. They ain't playthings, son. Let me see it. I... Hmm. I didn't think I'd left none laying around loose. I never seen one like this. It's sort of bright. Tain't like the ones we use. Hmm. Curious. Dead-readed Curious. Wonder where it came from. Oh, it looks like like silver. What are you biting it for? By thunder, it is silver. Silver. The stranger left it. The mask, the horse. Paul, what is it? Son, you and your pa was teamed up again, the Lone Ranger. Are you sharing you with that bullet man? Not right. Him say, Lone Ranger. Have you heard all that before he left the window? Uh, Ten saddle, that makes our work possible. He knows who I am. He'll be willing to talk the next time I see him. Not right. And that'll be in the morning after I've had a talk with Jim Hudson. Hello, Silver! Away! The curtain falls on the first act of our thrilling Lone Ranger drama. Before the next exciting scenes... Please permit us to pause for just a few moments. You're tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater, presented by Phoenix Media. Now to continue our story. After the Lone Ranger learned that Markheim had learned his true identity, he rode through the night with Pato at his side and finally reached Jim Hudson's ranch. Oh, 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 let's go. Oh. Wait outside, Tato. Uh, him there, inside window. I see him. Take it easy. Don't slap leather. Matt, what do you want? Who in the world... Sit down again, Hudson. So Markheim sent you to get me now, huh? No, he didn't send me. Was it Dan? He wouldn't have no reason to go that he far. He might, mightn't he? For what? I can't stand between him and Mary now. You haven't talked to her, have you? What's the use? I know way of getting to town anyhow. Dan told me about the way she felt. I suppose she thinks I could have let her know Markheim wouldn't tolerate the school. Well, I just found out about it myself a few days ago. There wasn't any way to tell her not to come here. No? 
I don't know why she won't give me the chance to explain. Jim, why did you accuse Silas Markheim of poisoning your cattle? I didn't. I should have, but what's the use? I couldn't prove anything. You didn't? Well, no. But what are you here for, anyhow? Who are you? Didn't you send your partner to call on Markheim? Dan wasn't my partner. He worked for me. You came out here together, didn't you? Yes, but he lost his cash, so I gave him a job. Couldn't afford it, but he was my friend. I see. But he's left now. And you didn't send him to call on Silas? No. Why should I? What made you think your cattle had been poisoned? Well, I could tell. Find any footprints? No, the ground was all torn up from the cattle hoofs. Footprints of anyone that rode in wouldn't show. What else was done to you? Line fences was cut. When did all this start? A couple of weeks ago. Then when Silas sent a man to try and buy me out and I wouldn't sell, he got madder than ever. Said he wouldn't let no one come to the school my girl was coming here to teach. I see. Then yesterday, my last horse was killed. But I won't sell to that whole cat. I'll stay here till I starve. He ain't gonna get my land. Have you ever talked to Silas Markheim? No, I ain't. Now, look here, mister. I answered all your questions. Suppose you tell me a few things. Who sent you here? I came here directly from Silas Markheim. But you denied that. I denied that he sent me here to shoot you. Jim, suppose Silas had no part in the things that have happened here. But he did. Suppose he did not. Well, they happened anyhow. He won't stand for the school, and Mary won't speak to me. You haven't tried to speak to her. I can't get to town. Yes, you can. You're riding to town with me. I ain't leaving this house. Yes, you are, Hudson, and we're leaving right now. I'm Come not... on. Take your hands off me. Go on your way, or I'll have to rope you and throw you across the saddle. All right, I'll go. But if you're aiming to kill me, why not do it right here? I'm not aiming to kill you. Quite the reverse. What? I'm trying to help you live. Dan, quite pleased with the way things have developed, sat with Mary on the porch of the widow's cottage. You'll have to leave now, Dan. It's terribly late. I reckon so, Mary, but I'll see you tomorrow, won't I? I'll be right here if you come by. That'll be fine. I reckon we're going to be mighty good friends, ain't we? Right. I... Maybe more than friends. You never had much use for me back east. Well, I... Wonder who that is. I wouldn't know. Dan, I'll have to go in the house. The widow might not like you sitting here so late. It must be almost 11 o'clock. Hey, there were two men on that horse, and one of them's coming here. Looks that way, doesn't it? Mary, is that you? Oh, it's Tim. What's he doing here? Mary. Good evening. Mary, you can't treat me the way you've been doing without listening. I don't know, Hudson, but it strikes me you've got a pack of nerve to think she'd treat you any other way. But I've got a right to be heard. Mary, I didn't learn that there wouldn't be any school until it... Hudson, was... the girl don't have nothing to say to you. But I, yes, wanna... I do have something to say. If you'd written and asked me to come here and marry you, I think I'd have done it. I thought that much of you, but you didn't do that. You wrote making a lot of promises you couldn't keep. But I thought There's I... no teaching work here. But honey, Is I... there? No, not now there ain't, but Then there... I think there's nothing more to be said. Hey, now clear out of here. That ought to satisfy you. You changed your style mighty sudden, Dan. Well, what do you expect me to do? I'm on Mary's side. Can't you savvy that? I savvy it all right. I wish I knew what sort of things you've been telling her. I'm going in the house now. Good evening, Dan. Well, good evening, honey. I'll be around tomorrow. <laughs> Mary. <laughs> Seems you're mighty slow in understanding that she don't want anything more to do with you. Look here, Dan Lennon. You met her at the stage and had a chance to tell her a lot of things. Did you make her think that I knew all along that the school wasn't to be you? Why don't you ask her and see if she'll talk to you? He won't need to. Why, what We're the... all going to make a call. Who are you? Come on, let him into that tent. You're going with us. Keep him with you, Tonto. I'm going to do that. You get inside. Let go of me. You get up. Uh, Stop that. Oh, what are you trying to do, knife me? Yep. You let me go. You ride with me again, Jim. We'll go and have a talk with Silas Markheim. Short time later in Markheim's home. Are you still awake, son? Now you better get to sleep. Play this old get out. Uh, I can't sleep, Paul. Shucks, you're worried about that mask man to come here. I told you some stories about him. There ain't nothing to worry about. 
He's on the level, same as you and me. Uh, I know it, Pa. Now but... get to sleep so you'll grow up big and strong like he is. Come on, close your eyes, cowboy. Pa? Yes, yeah, son? Uh, I wish we were going to school in the morning. Now, never you mind about that. Someday we'll have a school here. I ain't no use for Hudson, but he did have a good idea. Maybe I'll follow it up. The, the teacher looked right nice. We'll talk it over in the morning. Good night. Night, Paul. Poor young'uns. They've been talking school for the past month. Dreaded why Jim Hudson had to start that rubbish about me harming his stock. I can't take that sort of thing. Boss, yes, men to see you. Huh? They was riding in. Come on, Tonto. Bring the other one. You back again? Yes. Have you ever seen this man before? I have. You're the Hudson hired man. I ain't no more. What about this man? Well, I never seen him before. My name is Hudson. Oh, so you're the maverick that sends another man here in your place to charge me with poisoning your kettle. I did no such thing. You did so. You said that Mark Hines done it because he couldn't buy you out. I didn't send you here to accuse him of it. Hudson, I'm glad you're here. Because I want the chance to tell you that no man can accuse me of that sort of thing and get away with it. If you'd been out here long enough to learn gunplay, I'd have met you with hot lead. And it'd have been you or me. But you ain't. It wouldn't be a fair fight. So instead of teaching you a six-gun lesson, I just forbid the kids in town going to that school of yours. Just a minute. Hudson, what made you think that Markheim was behind the poisoning? Dan figured it that way. You didn't blame me for it. I ain't working for you no more. You can sell your own rows. I'm leaving. Not just yet. You're staying here until we get a few things straightened out. Markheim, suppose Jim did not send Dan to accuse you of those things. He thought it of me. That's the same thing. Suppose he thought it of you simply because this man convinced him that your men poisoned the water. Eh? Isn't it fair for you to believe that he was given the wrong impression? That he believed that you were misled? Well, was this I... man planning the whole thing? By Thunderation, Dan, did you do that? Ain't nothing on me. There ain't no law against a man talking. Did you come here and tell Markheim I suspected him? You bet he did. And you told me Markheim poisoned the stock. Well, then, Dan, just who did poison those cows? He ain't nothing on me. Answer that question, you squint I told you. You can't make me. By Thunder, I'll make you. Oh! Did you poison those cows? Let me alone. Talk up or I'll give you the worst beating a man ever had. Stop him. Hey, there. Little beast, boss. It ain't right to interfere. Who's interfering? Go ahead, Hudson. Let's see you make him talk. Oh, take him away. Take him away from me. What do you know about that poison? Enough. Talk, you fool, cat. Oh, I'll talk. Just let me up. I'll talk. Come on, then. I got it. I got it. I wanted you to get, get Silas down on you. You poison cattle? Yeah, I got it. You lied to me about what Hudson thought? I, uh, well, Answer I, up. Yeah, I lied. And you lied to me about what Markheim was doing. Just came the whole thing. I, yeah. Well, Markheim, I, I reckon I judged you plenty. I thought you'd done it because you were sore when I wouldn't sell my land. Hudson, you're a fool. I own over 5,000 acres of land. I was willing to buy yours if I could get it at my price. But when I seen you didn't want to sell with it, that's all there was to it. Well, then, then I reckon now... Here, shake hands. And leave that skunk here. I'll take care of him. Where's that masked man gone? Him and the Redskins slipped out during your fight. Well, I wanted to see him again. Gosh, maybe... Fix it with me for you to borrow one of the horses. Go on. Maybe you can catch him. Well, I, I will. Hank, you take care of this critter. Rope him near the corral in the morning. Then I'll tend to him. Come on, polecat. Gosh, Pa. That sure was a swell fight. You get to bed. No, wait. Let me whisper a secret to you. Huh? Listen sharp now. Really, Pa? Gee... I'll get to sleep proud. <laughs> the next morning, Jim finally found the masked man. Doggone, mister. I tried all night to catch up with you. You did? I, I want to thank you for squaring me with Mark Hyde. That's all right, Jim. Isn't that your school right ahead? Yes. 
This ain't much of a place, but I figured it would do for a start. Well, look. What's that wagon there? After we left Markham's place last night, I think he got busy. There's two big buckboards, and neither of them is mine. No, they're both from Markham's place. Well, there's folks inside the school. Hi, there comes Mary. Tell us, Markham, explain everything. Mary. I'm so sorry for what I thought. Jim, will you forgive me? But you ain't done nothing, Mary. But come on. All the children in town are inside. You're going to use it? I'll jail the man that don't send his youngsters here. And my girl to have her job? Oh, why not? We've got to have a school bar, ain't we? Here, stand aside, Jim. Let me be the first to ring that bell. <laughs> ring away. The first school in the county. Watch me call the young uns in. you have just heard is a copyrighted feature of the Lone Ranger Incorporated. Get this and previous episodes of Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater wherever you get podcasts or by visiting phoenixmedia.us forward slash silverageheroes. Join us again, same bat time, same bat station, for another presentation Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater. Excelsior! Thank you for tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater. I'm your host, Christian Phoenix. 
Now, growing up as a comic book fan of the 80s and 90s, I've always been fascinated with how storytellers translated these iconic heroes from the page to film, television, and radio. Long before we got the big-budget CGI epics we enjoy today, children gathered around their radios to hear their favorite do-gooders come to life with little more than their imaginations and these broadcasts from a time long forgotten. I invite you to gather around your radio for this presentation of Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater. Delight, a cloud of dust, and a hearty high old silver, the Lone Ranger. Western United States was settled and the raising of cattle became one of its foremost industries, there developed a decided need for transportation. Railroad companies hurried to extend their lines into the cattle country, and many ranchers became rich selling their stats to the railroad representatives. Advanced information on which way the trains would travel was invaluable. The possibility of making huge sums of money attracted the lawless, and the need for law and order in this new country increased. It was then the Lone Ranger wrote to the cause of justice. He fought crime and criminals throughout the length and breadth of seven states. The memory of his deeds will remain as long as the memory of the early West itself. Return with us to those thrilling days of yesteryear. From out of the past come the thundering hoofbeats of the great horse Silver. The Lone Ranger rides again. Come on, Silver! Hello, signaling from the railroad camp! Hello, Silver! Away! construction gang of one of the large railroad companies had laid their tracks to a small community not far from the eastern slope of the Rocky Mountains. There they rested until their advance agents bought new land to the westward. Our story begins in a small temporary shack that served as the office of the construction gang. Zeke Slaven is talking to Harvey Grant, the assistant manager of the gang. Now, look here, Harv. You got access to the safe in your boss's office. Sure I have. But what about it? Having that is the same as having the key to the bank. You get what I mean? I don't know as I do. Inside that safe are some papers that tell just where the railroad you work for is going to be laid. I still don't see... No? That. 
Well, listen close, Harvin. Follow me careful. Go on. I got a little ready cash to work with, Sebby. Now, if I knew what land was about to be bought by the railroad, I could get options on that same and stick the railroad for a nice high price. And you think I'd double-cross my boss? I know you would. Why, you dirty Take gambler. it easy, Harv. You can pull the wool over the eyes of a man like John Shaw, but not me. I happen to know your background, Sebby. Your what? I says I know your background. I know that before you come here, you went by the handle of Jim Patterson in Washoe. And Jim Patterson was a crook. You... Now, maybe we can talk since. Look huh? here, Zeke. I... You look here. I want them plans. You and me can both make us a little easy cash without costing anyone but the railroad money. Kid won't go. Why? There ain't but two men has a combination to that safe. One's John Shaw and the other's me. If the plans cut out, I'd be the first one suspected. I thought of that. Then you see, I I also can't... thought of a way around it. What do you think of that? How? Suppose I figure the whole thing out so John Shaw's son will be the one accused of robbing the safe. It couldn't be done. It could. How? <laughs> Listen, Harv. See if there's anything wrong with this. Jack Shaw likes to play poker. Yes? I can get him in a game. Get him to lose cash and borrow from me on his IOUs. That won't be hard because the kid thinks he's a first-class poker player. <laughs> While the poker game was in progress in the cafe, the lone ranger, unmasked but disguised, sat at a nearby table with Tonto. Jack Shaw should know better than to get the game like that. He's been losing money to Zeke Slavin all evening. Slavin, him crook. How can Jack afford to lose so much? You look. Yes, borrowing more money. Huh? I wonder why Zeke is willing to lend it to him. Zeke is planning something. I'd like to know what it is. I don't know we're going to get closer to that table. It's just between the two of us, Jack. I'll call you. What have you got? Full house. Queens and ten. Take a look at these. Four of a kind. You're sure holding them tonight, Zeke. <laughs> I reckon that about finishes you, don't it, Jack? I... Now, look. Lend me some more money, will you? I know my luck will change. I know it will. I've let you have about a thousand already. I know, but just give me a chance. I got your IOU for a thousand dollars. That's as far as I want to go. I'll pay you back. How can you? Look, just lend me a hundred dollars. That's all I ask. Just a hundred. Well, I don't know. Give me a piece of paper. I'll write you another IOU. You'll write nothing. I, I don't savvy. I don't want your note. But there's something you can get that I might be willing to pay for. Now, what's that? You hombres can mosey along now. I want to talk to Jack private. Forget about what you owed me if you got it. What is it? If there's anything I can do, I... Pa's in charge of this here railroad. Oh, yeah, but... I hear there's plans to build a branch line to the south. And if a fellow knows just what land the railroad is figuring on buying, he might stand to make himself some cash. You can get that information for me. But, but I couldn't. Why not? But Paul keeps the plans in his safe. I can't steal from my own father. Are well, you going to welch, eh? I see the whole thing now. You cheated me to get me in debt here. What's that? I'll bet you fix the car till you get me in debt here. Why, you little... You did, you did cheat. I'll teach you. I'll kill you for that. Wait, I ain't on Zeke. I'll show you your right. that gun. What? Keep out of this train. Drop your gun. Keep your hands up. Jack, you come with me. Come I'll get you for this. Stand back. I'll shoot the man who moves. Come on, Jack. I never thought you'd be low enough to draw me when I wasn't packing a gun. Watch him, Tonto. Oh, Tonto, watch him. Outside, Jack. Yeah. Where's your horse? Over there. Come on. Here, Silver. What are you going to do, stranger? Steady, fellow. Jack, I heard what you said in there. You go home and stay there. Uh, yes, sir. Get up there. Get him up, Scout. Come on, Silver. Later the same night, Zeke Slavin met Harv Grant and told him about the fight in the cafe. <laughs> it worked out just right. Even better than I thought it would. I heard that someone threw a gun on you. Yeah. Can you beat that? 
All I wanted to do was to stir up enough commotion so that everyone would know I held IOUs for the kid. What was you aiming to do if that hombre hadn't interfered? I had a dead cartridge in my gun. I'd have snapped the hammer and there wouldn't have been no shot. Then I'd have slammed the kid in the jaw and left. But I didn't need this, have you? That was even better than doing as you planned in the first place. And have me there to bust up a fight. Uh-huh. Now you're clear to let me have that information, ain't you? Well, I... Ain't you? Sure, sure thing. And the kid will be suspected of it. His old man will hear tomorrow about him getting in debt to me and owing money. He'll hear all right. I'll see to that first thing in the morning. Pack. I'm just telling you what I heard. That's all, boss. Of course, it's none of my business. I thought Jack had learned not to gamble. Well, you can't be too harsh with him, boss. He's young. Oh, I'm sorry to hear it. Sorry to hear it. It's bad business, gambling. Gosh, if I'd known it was going to affect you that way, boss, I wouldn't have said anything about it. I'm glad you did. I'll have a talk with him. How much did he lose? Uh, I don't know. But folks said it was a sizable amount. Harl, you go out and check with the stage station about the equipment we're expecting. Now? Yes. All right, boss, but I got some work to do. Well, let it go. Jack will be in in a little while, and I want to have a talk with him alone. Whatever you say. Approval of the plans I send east should be in on the next mail. You can watch for them. Well, that'll be what... Huh? That'll verify everything so we can go ahead, won't it? Yes. Well, I'll see you later, boss. Oh. You wait here. What do you want, Agent? Me want talk. Let me go. I'm in a hurry. Me let you go in a minute. You just talked about game last night. You've been listening at the window. That's right. All right, what of it? Ain't any of your business, is it? How you know about game? What do you mean? Why shouldn't I know about it? It's all over town this morning. That's right. But you not in town. How you know, huh? Why, blast your hide. It ain't no business of yours. Now stand aside before I throw late. Uh, I don't go now. Get him up. What the dickens did he mean? Easy anyhow. Morning, Mr. Grant. Oh, morning, Jack. Who is the redskin that just rode away? I don't know. Looking for a handout, I guess. Your pa's inside. He wants to see you. All right, thanks. You going in? I'm going to town. I'll be back by and by. So long. Bye. Jack, what's this I hear about you gambling last night? Who said that? Who told you? I wish it had been you that told me, son, but it wasn't. What's the matter? Don't you trust me? Well, I... You let everyone in the cafe know you're a pal of gamblers. But you won't let me know it. Did you think I wouldn't find it out somehow? Things get around. Uh, I guess they do. I. Oh, gosh, Paul, I... How much did you lose? Well, I... I lost all I had. Your savings? Yeah. That was a lot of money. Almost $100. I know it. Still, I can't imagine a professional gambler being interested. That wouldn't be much to him. Well, I... I, uh... Go on, Jack. I lost more than that. More? How could you lose more? You didn't have it anymore. He... He took my IOUs. Mm. Well, what good are they? How do you figure you'll be able to pay him off? Paul, I don't have to pay him off. He cheated. Did you tell him that? Yes, I did. And I won't pay him what I owe him. He drew a gun and he was going to shoot me. Then another man stepped in and stopped him. Pretty lucky for you, wasn't it? Oh, but then maybe it wasn't. If he had shot you, you wouldn't have it hanging over your head. Well, what do you mean? He'll want you to make those IOUs good somehow. I don't know how you're to do it, son. But he cheated, That Paul. don't matter. If you knew he cheated or was likely to cheat, you shouldn't have played. Too bad, Jack, but I'm afraid you're in sort of a tough spot. And you're old enough to get out of it yourself. I'm not asking for your help. It wouldn't do you any good, Jack, because I can't help. I don't have any money to pay off your gambling debt. I know you don't. You'll have to figure some way to pay that gambler. And that's going to call for a lot of figuring. When Tonto met the Lone Ranger, he told about the meeting with Harv Grant. Hmm, 
wonder how that man did know about last night. Me not know. He couldn't have gone to the town after we left. The place was just about ready to close up. That's right. And he wouldn't be likely to have seen anyone this morning. Now, I want to ask him a few questions myself. Hmm? There's a chance that he might have known beforehand that Jack was going to lose some money. I don't know why Slayton would have taken the youngster into a card game unless he had some scheme in mind. What scheme? I don't know that either. Here's the count. We're going to try and find out. Come on, boy. Get him up, Scout. returned from town, and the Lone Ranger and Tonto arrived at the office a few moments later. Oh, Tonto. There, window there. Tonto, listen. I'll look in. I don't want to go inside until we're sure Grant is back from town. <coughs> Stay there with the horses, Tonto. Tonto, wait. That's what I told him, Grant. And it'll give him something to think about. It sure will. I'd be downright worried, boss, if I had given the gambler IOUs without a chance to pay him off. Now, here's what I plan, Harv. Yeah? I'll help Jack out. I'd be a mighty poor father if I couldn't stand behind my own son when he's in trouble. Yeah? I'll help him out, but not just yet. I want him to worry about this long enough to get a good lesson. That's a good idea. But I don't want the gambler to try and shoot him again. No, sir. I want someone I can trust to keep an eye on Jack. You're a Westerner and pretty handy with a gun. I can hold my own. I'll attend to your work for a time, and you keep an eye on Jack. Trailing? Yes. Whatever you say, boss, don't let him know you're watching him. And don't interfere with anything he does. But just stick close enough to help him in case that gambler makes some sure thing. You can count on me. Tonto, I'm not going to speak to Grant. No? No. He's been given the job by Jack's father. He's going to watch Jack. And instead of speaking to him about last night, we'll follow him. I think we'll learn more that way. <laughs> manager of the railroad didn't know it, he played right into the hands of Harvey Grant when he gave him the job of guarding Jack. Before the next exciting scenes, please permit us to pause for just a few moments. The Loop Crate subscription box, yeah, full of exclusive loop on surprises delivered to your door every month. Just pick up your favorite geeky genre, daddy. <laughs> From the original Loop Crate, the Loop Crate DX collectible boxes, dude. Cowabunga! To the Loop Gaming video game box. Woohoo! Yeehoo! Wowzers! With crates starting as large as $11.99 per month, there's a box just about for all collectors in. To get your geek on, head over to phoenixmedia.us forward slash loot crate and claim your exclusive offer. That's F-E-N-I-X media.us forward slash loot crate. Great Scott! Snap into a loot crate, dig You're tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater, presented by Phoenix Media. When the Lone Ranger decided to investigate Harvey Grant, the assistant of the boss of a railroad crew, he learned that Grant was assigned the task of protecting the manager's son, Jack. 
As our story continues, Zeke Slavin meets Harvey Grant late at night. Right over there is where you live, ain't it, Harvey? You know it is. Living right with your boss and his son. <laughs> that makes it just swell. Now, look here, Zeke. you got to keep me out in this thing. If they ever found out that I'm the critter that takes the information from the safe... It won't you? be learned. No fear for that. The kid will take the blame for it. He better. And the fact that you're watching him makes it a cinch for you to tell John Shaw plenty of suspicious things. Yeah. Tonight's as good a time as any to open that safe. You go get me the information I want. Now? Sure. Why not now? If I find out tonight where the railroad's going to run, I can start out first thing in the morning to get options on that land. Now, Zeke, you've got to be sure and keep me in the clear. You needn't worry about that. Come on, I'll go with you. But Jack is... He's in the house, ain't he? Yeah. Good place for him. He'll stay there for the night. He might not. Sure he will. Keep moving now. Jack, sit over here, please. I'm worried about this thing, Zeke. If John Shaw ever found out the truth about me... He won't unless you double-cross me. Then he'll hear up plenty. Wait. What's the matter with you? Thought I seen something move in that dark shadow ahead of us. You're seeing things. Come on. You're sure that after you get the options on the land, Shaw can't do nothing to you? What can he do? We make him think his son squared the IOUs by giving me that information, and he won't start no trouble. There. Huh? Thought I saw that shadow again. Zeke, there's someone heading for that shack. I ain't seen nothing. My eyes are sharp in the dark. There's someone there. You're just trying to back down. Now keep going. If anyone's there, he ain't no right to be there. So we'll drill him for it. Show us back in the house with this kid. Here. And he's the only one with the right to be in the shack. There's the shack. We won't make no more light than we have to when you open the safe. Come on, Pilgrim. There's Zeke. See him now? There he goes, riding that white horse. Who's that the horse will just be on the shack. That's all right, then, as long as he keeps riding. Let's go in now. Zeke, the door is open. It was closed when I left this afternoon. Well, it's open now, and that saves us the trouble opening it. Come on in. Keep your shooting arm handy, Zeke. Stop being so yellow. Get that safe. Yeah, you stand watch. Sure. And hold it light for me. I will. I'll get it open and find that paper. I'll read it and note what land will be the best investment. Then you can close us, Satan. We'll clear out. I'm worried about that man that rid away from here. I wonder who he was. Get the safe open. You'll for sure arrange so Jack will get the blame. I told you I would and I will. The first thing in the morning. As soon as I get my land option. noon the next day, John Shaw sat alone in his office. He looked up when the door opened and saw one of the townsmen standing there. Your name's Shaw? Yes, what about it? John Shaw? Yes, yes, of course. What do you want? I got something for you. Zeke Slavin sent him. Who? Zeke Slavin. Reckon you know who he is, don't you? What did he send me? These here papers. Said to tell you that everything was square and he's much obliged. I owe you, sir. Uh-huh. He sent these to me. Ain't that your name on him? I don't know nothing more than that. Said he was much obliged. Uh, I delivered him, and that's all I know. All right, thanks. Strange, mighty strange. Of course, these were meant for Jack. But how in the world did he pay them off? Two hundred, five hundred. Huh. Total of a thousand dollars. Hello, boss. Hello, Jack. I want to speak to you. Howdy, boss. Hello. Jack, a man just came in and brought some papers. He thought they were for me. Yeah? They were signed by John Shaw. But it was you who signed them, not me. What were they? Here. What? 
Why, those are the IOUs. That's it, exactly. Well, what did he send these back for? That's what I'd like to know. Why, without these, he can't collect from me. From what was said, I thought he'd already collected. Well, how could he? I ain't seen Zeke slaving since he beat me out of the money. No. Jack, I wouldn't try to lie to you, Ma. He ain't looking very easy. What do you mean, Grant? I've been watching you. Watching me? Sure, your pa asked me to keep an eye on you so you wouldn't get into more trouble. Pa, did you do that? Well, son, I sort of thought that Having maybe... me shadowed, huh? All right, then, I'm having you shadowed. And from the look of things, you can stand a lot of watching. Harv, did he see Zeke slaving? Yeah, him and Zeke had a confab yesterday afternoon, late. That's a lie. I didn't hear all that was said, but he told Zeke a lot of things. Then they shook hands and left. What did you give him for these IOUs? I didn't give he him didn't anything. Nothing changed hands, boss. Must have been something Jack told him. I don't know what sort of information he would sell that'd be worth a thousand dollars. That's a pack I... of lies. I never saw Slavin yesterday afternoon. And if you claim you saw me talking to him, it ain't true. I can understand how you try and keep yourself in the clear, Stop Jack. It. But I... the more you say, the worse you make me look. Jack, listen to me. But I, I said to listen. I was talking for a change. Now, there'd be no reason for Harv to say you were talking with Zeke if you weren't, would there? I don't know. It's all wrong. Why? I... Let's suppose that you did talk to him. What did you say? But, Paul... I'd like to believe that Harv Grant's not telling the truth, son. But it looks as if you'd done something that Zeke appreciated so much, he sent back these IOUs. All right, then. If that's what you think, there's nothing more for me to say. Son, I have always been on the level with you. Why can't you trust me? I told you, Paul. I've always stuck with you. I've always... Hey, what are you doing around here? I thought you... I had to come in. We've been double-crossed. What's that? I started dealing with the owners on the first piece of land and found that they'd sold an option on it to Zeke Slavin. Slavin? An option? That means he'll stick us for a high price for that land. And that ain't all, boss. When I heard that, I checked on the next ranch. And Zeke had already been there, too. He's taken options on all the land we want about. Why, that dirty underhand. Boss, that looks awful bad. Next, Abel, open your safe, ain't he? I didn't touch that safe. If he told Zeke Slavin where the land was going to be bought up, it would be well worth Slavin's while to give back the IOUs. Boy, you can't believe that of me. I didn't do anything of the sort of... Licked by my own son. Jack, why do you have to fight against your father? Oh, I didn't do anything of the sort of... Not a thing we can do about it. There's no law to stop Slavin from getting options on that land. That's all legal. No law to stop him. And nothing we can do but buy the land at his price if the railroad wants it. Well, that washes me up with the company. What the? Let's see, Slavin. Who? You boy, that is there. Mass. Look at the way he shoved Slavin across the room. Steady, all of you. Don't reach for a gun. But that voice. Well, arrest him. I wouldn't advise anyone to move too fast. You, Slavin, stand right there against the wall. We're going to talk things over. See here, stranger. What do you mean by throwing that rat in here? And then holding guns on the rest of us. The rat you speak of, Shaw, was buying up options on the land your railroad needs. That's what I told you, boss. And what's it to you? I have an idea that you're going to accuse the wrong man of making this work possible. He is. I remember the voice now. You saved my neck at the cafe. What's that, Jack? I told you, Paul. That's the man that kept slaving from drilling me after that card game. I suppose I should be grateful to you for saving my son's life. I don't want your gratitude, Shaw. Then money? No. Nothing but a square deal for a man who's been framed. That's me, Paul. I told you... Hold the law. Have that masked man thrown in the jail. He ain't no right to handle me like he does. We'll have the law here soon enough, Zeke. And you'll be the one to get thrown into jail. You needn't worry about your land, Shaw. Needn't worry? Laban has bought some options, but... All right, Shaw, he's right. I did buy options. And spent my last dime to get them. But you'll pay up plenty to get the land you want now. What's more, if you don't let me get out of here, I'll double the price. How did you know what land we wanted? I told you that. That's my business. One minute. I'm glad you spent your last dime for those options, Slavin. Because when you don't take them up, you'll lose all your cash. Yeah? Only I won't lose, Savvy. I'll sell them to the railroad. 
If you want that land, sure, I'm the one you got to deal with. He's right, boss. The law can't touch him for buying the options. You forget that when the end of the term on the options is reached, Shaw can buy the land at the same price you plan to buy it. Yeah? Well, it won't lapse, see? I'll take up them options. You can't do that if you're in jail. Jail? <laughs> what am I to go to jail for? I ain't broke no law. That's where you're wrong. You and Harv Grant came to this office last night. You opened that safe and stole the information you used. Stranger, are you sure of that? It ain't so. That's what happened, Paul. That must have been it. He's loco. Zeke and I weren't in this office last night. When you came here, you saw me. I was just ahead of you, Grant. Oh, that... He's trying to make us admit something, Harv. He can't prove no such story as this. Do you know what was done when I was in this office just before you? What? Suppose someone put a powder that is known as magenta in that safe just before you came here last night. Do you know what magenta does? Well, what? I ain't interested. What's it do? It doesn't show at the time, but later, when your hands are dipped in water, it turns red. Oh, that's red. red. And that red color will find the crooks. Santa, bring in the water. Uh, Lawman, outside now. Lawman? The sheriff. My friend brought him to make some arrests. Put the water there, Tonto. Uh-huh. Jack, you're accused of opening that safe. Dip your hands in the water. I didn't touch the safe. Then dip your hands. See? They ain't turned red at all. I told you that Zeke and Harv were here. Now let's have a look at their hands. Come on, Harv. I don't have to. I don't believe a word you say. Grab his hands, Tonto. Douse them in that water. <laughs> sure, I'm over. I washed my hands this morning and it didn't turn red. Perhaps it takes time for the powder to work. Put a hand in water now. Put there. They're red. You can't hold me. Listen, oh, I... You're the one that gave the plans away. Boss, let me talk. Slavin made me do it. I didn't have no choice. Trying I... to get me in it. Why, you dirty rat, you. I won't let no one double-cross me. You're wanted for crimes, and I'm squealing on you. Oh, that's needed. Come on and get them, Sheriff. And they'll talk plenty before we're done. You squeal on me, Zeke, and I'll tell a few things. You cheated Jack in that card game. Who's at the word of a crook like you? Come on, on your way, boys. Uh, I reckon we better get all this loose talk down and right. You'll be right handy at the trial. Paul, that puts me in the clear. It does, son. And I guess you've learned a lesson. I have. So have I. I won't mistrust you again. But, stranger, wait a minute. Yes, sir? I don't understand. How did you get into the safe last night? And if his hands didn't turn red when he washed them this morning, why did they turn red now? I didn't open the safe. Not rubbed the powder on when he grabbed his hands to soak them. Grant's guilty conscience did the rest. But wait. Thanks. Jack, it all goes to show what a guilty conscience will do to a man.
story you have just heard is a copyrighted feature of the Lone Ranger Incorporated. Tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater, presented by Phoenix Media. horse with the speed of light, a cloud of dust, and a hearty high old silver, the Lone Ranger. by his courage. Whenever a man deserved a second chance, he received it. And now return with us to those thrilling days when the West was young. From out of the past come the thundering hoofbeats of the great horse, Silver. The Lone Ranger rides again. Come on, Silver! We're heading for Dalton. Someone's waiting on the trail ahead. Hello, Silver! Hooray! <laughs> Night overtook the Lone Ranger and his faithful Indian companion, Tonto, as they rode toward Dalton. The Ranger's face was disguised, and the two men stopped at a large ranch house near the town. They talked with the ranchers, watered their horses, and then continued on their way. I'd better put on my mask now, Tonto. Uh-huh. Something about that man that I didn't like. Fellow named Kirby? Yes, Nick Kirby. He's too shrewd-looking. Seems suspicious of every move we've made. I'm not right. And he's a lawyer. How do you know that? I saw a certificate on the wall. What would a lawyer from the East be doing here? And what would he want with a ranch as large as that one of his? Me not know. And another thing, those two cowmen we saw him with. Them plenty tough feller. One of them, at least, was an outlaw, Scar Larkin. You know him? Yes, he's wanted in Kansas. I wonder what he... That shot! Ready, Silver. He come from there. Get him up, Scar. Come on, Silver. Yes, I'll do it. It's woman in that dry goat. You dropped down. Oh, oh, wait, mister. Oh, don't shoot me. He got right now. Let go. Let go, Indian. 
don't you tell me. All right, Tom. I'll go over on. Uh, what? You... You ain't Nick Kirby. No, I'm not Nick Kirby. Oh, my sakes alive. Oh, thank the good Lord I didn't shoot you. It's been sin enough to kill Kirby, much as the polecat deserves killing. But to drill the wrong man. Oh, 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 don't take me to the law. I, I know I've done wrong. I know I shouldn't have shot at you. Why did you want to kill Kirby? Staying a soul alive in Dalton that wouldn't like to see that snake put out of business. But there ain't no one that dare to kill him. I, I reckon I'm the only one in town that's willing to face music. I don't understand. Take both air yours, stranger. Oh, you're wearing a mask. Yes. Outlaw, eh? Well, I can't hold that against you. My husband, he... He, <laughs> he was wanted for the law, too. Fact is, most everyone in town is wanted for the law for something or other. But they're living good lives now. There are lots of people who have made one mistake in their lives. But most of them deserve the chance to go straight. And so did my husband. He... Oh, shucks. What's the use of talking about it? I'd like to hear about it. Yeah, he told me to give me that I tried to shoot you. What about the lawyer, Nick Kirby? What do you think of a man that would break up a family? That's what Kirby done. He did? Yes. My husband was in the army. He'd done a double turn at guard duty and fell asleep. They was going to court-martial him, and so to save his life, he deserted. Deserter, huh? But that was years ago, even before he was married. Somehow this lawyer could have learned about it. And he told Lame just what he told everyone else in town. What's that? Turn over half his cattle or he'd squeal. So that accounts for his large ranch. Every cow and steer on that ranch was took from some man that bought silence. Lynn refused to pay tribute to Kirby, so Kirby turned him over to the government and got a $50 bounty for it. And Kirby has been doing that sort of thing all along? Sure he has. Ornery skunk. Everyone would like to kill him, but they don't dare do it. He's got it fixed so if something happens to him, all he knows and everything he has on folks will fall into the hands of the law. Oh. So instead of drilling him, everyone has to protect him. Me. Oh, it don't matter. There's nothing more he can do to me. Does he have outlaws working for him? Sure. When a man can't afford to pay him what he demands, he makes a poor critter work his ranch for him. Not what you see. Yes, Hollis. Well, you got my story. Now, what are you going to do? Turn me over to the law? No. Yes, you, you ain't? No. Most everyone makes a mistake in their lifetime. Those who see the mistake and change to become good citizens are sometimes better than those who have never made a mistake. I'm glad you told me the story. But stranger, <laughs> where are you? Come on, Tonto. We're turning back. Tonto, ready? Oh, hold on, mister. We're going to make camp, Tonto. Uh-huh. Wait. Come on, Silver. Get him up. Oh. of Dalton, two men were talking with Sheriff Allen in the lawman's office. All right, Charlie, speak up. You fellows didn't drop in for nothing. Let's have it. Well, uh, well, Sheriff, it's like this. Yeah? Oh, you tell him, Hank. You said you'd do the talking, Charlie. Talker, get out. Well, it's about, uh, about Homer Dodwell's missus. You mean the wife of the fellow Nick Kirby turned in for deserting? Uh-huh. Well? Well, it's like this, Sheriff. She's mighty head up again, the lawyer, and... We sort of got a notion you'd better keep an eye on her. Seems to me you're mighty worried about Nick's health. Well, Sheriff, he ain't a bad fella, but... Uh, and you wouldn't want to kill him in your county, would you? You fellas ain't fooling me. Huh? It ain't Nick's hide you're worrying about, it's your own. You think I'm blind? I see things, and I've got them pretty well figured out. There's nothing any of you'd like better than to drill Nick. But you know the whole town will get in trouble if you do. Well, that ain't it, Sheriff. 
Shucks, where'd you get a notion like that? Well, it's just that we wouldn't want to see any fellow shot, let alone what had happened to Mrs. Dodwell afterwards. I'll watch her. Gosh, Sheriff, that's just... Who's that? You don't think something's happened to Nick already, do you? You could hear yourself. What the... Come here, come here. Here, stranger. Get these men out of here. I'm talking to you alone. By God, don't you slap just... leather. God. Hey, hey, don't point that gun at me. Get out. By thunder, I'm the law here. What's the meaning of this? I'll explain when these men are gone. All right, you two. I'll see that you go and keep on going. Walk ahead of me. We're going. Just ease up on the trigger finger, won't you? Yeah, don't, don't do nothing you'd be sorry for. Those your horses? Uh-huh. That's them, mister. Get mounted. Sure. Sure, anything you say. But we've never done you no harm, stranger. Any follow orders? Huh? What orders? Start riding and don't stop. If I catch you back here, there'll be trouble. We ain't coming back. Honest, we ain't. And this will help you get started. On your way. Stranger, what in blazes I just you... wanted to make sure our talk wouldn't be interrupted. Who's in that cell there? Huh? Him? Oh, that's just old Zeke Bagley. He's in jail half the time for disturbing the peace or something. I don't want our talk to be heard. Don't pay him no mind. He's been over at the cafe, and now he's sleeping at all. But doggone it, who are you to be asking me questions? You're mighty high-handed for a crook. We met once before, Sheriff. Quite a long time ago. Yeah? You don't remember me? Can't say as I do. Maybe you're on one of the reward notices that got filed away. But I'd have to see you without that mask to make sure. I have a horse called Silver. Silver? And a friend, an Indian named Tonto. Well, I'll be... Now, do you remember? Oh, well, I should smile. Golly, I was mistaking you for an outlaw. I must be getting old and useless to make a mistake like that. Tell me something, Sheriff. What do you think of Nick Kirby? By that low-down ornery sneaking no account... Then what I've heard is true. Sheriff, would you help me bring him to justice? Ah, uh, that's something can't be done. Why not? The lawyer's too slick, that's why. You know what he's done? He's left a letter with a banker to be turned over to me in case he gets drilled. Yes? Now, understand, I ain't supposed to know what's in that letter. But I've got a pretty good notion it tells where he's hid the proof he's got to give the fellas in town. Then you know about that, too. <laughs> I savvy a heap more than I've given credit for around here. And I'm telling you straight out, I'm on the side of the folks in town. I don't want to have to see that evidence again. Maybe that ain't no way for a peace officer to talk, but when folks are trying their level best to live decent and honest, I says give them a chance. I still think something could be done. Well, of course, if anything happened to that there evidence... Like it burning up or something, uh, then it couldn't be given to me to act on, could it? But if the evidence is turned over to you, you'll arrest the men it implicates? A man's got to do his sworn duty. Of course. Sheriff, you said you had a number of reward notices on hand. Uh-huh. Look at that desk over there. It's plumb chuck full of them. I'll need two of them. Uh-huh. Two that don't carry pictures. One describing an Indian outlaw and the other describing a man about my build. I most likely got them. But what do you... I've heard Nick Kirby hires outlaws. Mm-hmm. And I have a notion that wherever he's hidden the evidence against the men in town, it isn't far from his house. Well, just between the two of us, friend, I'd say the same. Like I told you, I ain't so blind as some folks figure. Then give me those notices. I'll do that. Maybe it ain't just right. And I won't say that maybe I don't suspicion a bit of what you've got in mind, but if you can work it, I'm for you. I'm glad of that, Sheriff. Now, let me see. Nope, this ain't the one. This ain't neither. Now, Dad, read it. Where did I put that? Shucks, here's one. It's for an engine the night the U.S. Marshal over Wyoming way. Good. Uh-huh. And here's another that'll fit you fine. There you are, and welcome. Thanks. And mind you, I don't know anything about this. But man to man, it won't hurt to say that Nick's been looking for a couple of good gunmen. He ain't feeling as safe as he might these days. I can believe that. So here's wishing you luck. Nothing that suit me better than to see the folks around here rest a little easier. I knew I could depend on you. Will I be seeing you again? Not until I've taken care of Nick Kirby. Hey, Sheriff! 
What's that about the lawyer? What's that fellow say? When you wake up, Zeke. Look here. What did that fellow say about fixing Nick Kirby? That's what I want to know. What did he say? Now, Zeke, don't you go getting excited. He's coming for Nick, I'll bet. That's what he's doing. He's coming for the lawyer. You blamed idiot. Let me out of here. Are you sure you're sober enough to make it home? Dead rabbit, Sheriff, if I hadn't have been what that masked fellow said would have done it for me. Oh, come on. Now, let me out. All right, all right. Just wait till I get the right key. Hurry, blasted. Oh, golly, if that masked fellow drills the lawyer, the whole town will be going to jail. There. Now, don't do nothing foolish or I'll have to... Can't wait to talk to you, Sheriff. i got to let the fellas know. Maybe I shouldn't have let you out. Folks! Folks! Come around! There's a fellow coming for the lawyer. Nick's going to get shot. Boys, come back. Listen to me. I got news. Hey, old Zeke, what ails it, Zeke? When did you get out of the calaboose? Won't you listen? You, you blame Galooch. Uh, there's a masked man. I heard him in the sheriff's office. We were there. He's the one that chased us out of there. What did he do to the sheriff? And nothing. All I know is that he said he was going to get Nick Kirby. Nick Kirby? He can't get him. We can't let him get Kirby. If he gets Kirby, we're all headed for jail. Ain't I telling you that, thing? Come on, get your guns. Get after the masked man. We've got to drop him before he ruins all of us. <laughs> Haunted by those he wants to help, Masked Man is faced with a difficult problem as the curtain falls on the first act of our Lone Ranger drama. Before the next exciting scenes, please permit us to pause for just a few moments. You're tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater, presented by Phoenix Media. Now to continue our story. When the Lone Ranger's plans were overheard and the citizens of Dalton decided to capture him, the masked man and Pronto left the town for several days. They returned in the night shortly after a thunder shower and went directly to Nick Kirby's ranch. Oh, 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 open. What is this? What do you mean by breaking in here? We want shelter for the night. He was in a blasted big hurry. Well, we don't care for strangers. Wait. Haven't I seen this Indian before? Perhaps. Who are you two? In the West, people don't ask questions like that. Who are you? Hold on, Barney. Stranger, you wouldn't be keeping something undercover, would you? That's our business. Yes? Well, I'm making it my business. (laughs) I've noticed before that people running from the law don't like to talk. We're not outlaws. Oh, of course not. (laughs) Of course not. Mind if I sit down? Right ahead. We will. We've been working around. Look. What's the matter, Scar? Here. Stranger just dropped these papers out of his pocket. Give me those. I'll take them, Scar. Barney, watch the stranger and the Indian. If they make a move, shoot. I'll keep an eye on them. Those are mine. Sure. That's why I'll look them over. Here you are, Nick. Hmm. <laughs> well, well, reward notices. You'll wish you hadn't seen those. <laughs> and quite an accurate description, too. So you're wanted for murder, huh? I'm not. Don't lie to me. What's the other paper say? Well, this is for the Indian. He knifed the United States Marshal. Me not do that. <laughs> no? 
Well, the government's pretty sure you did, offering $500 for your capture. Is that right, boss? And there's a thousand offered for this other fellow. Golly, they must be wanted bad. You're going to turn him in, Nick? I was just thinking. Yes? Stranger, just how handy with guns are you and the Indian? Good enough. Willing to show me? I am. Mm-hmm. How about a test in the morning? And if you prove yourselves, I'll hire you. We're not interested. I see. You'd rather go to jail. You turn us in. Oh, oh why not? You're worth money to me. Of course, I'd rather not. I could use a couple good gun hands. But if you prefer jail, well, then... You uh... seem to have us. <laughs> well, I'm glad you realized that. Then it's agreed? We don't want to go to jail. Good. Scar. Yeah? You and Barney guard these men. Yeah. I'll put these reward notices away. Wait. Where are you putting those? <laughs> well, stranger, that's what nobody knows of myself. And no one will ever find it out. As long as I have these, you'll do exactly what I say. Stranger, you can keep your questions to yourself. It ain't healthy to be asking things about Nick. Oh? Coming back now, I heard him on the step. You ready? Come on, Tonto. Watch out! It's wrong! They hit the lamp! Grab him, Barney! Get a hold of him! No, let him get out of here. I'll take care of him. Come on, you Let's go. Let me loose. Come on. God, help. Where's he? I can't see a thing. Hey, what are you doing? Let's go. Lynn, shoot him. Shoot off! We're liable to hit one of us. You stand back. Get him! He ain't here in the morning. He's away. What? Where are you? Over here. Help. I'm through, Tonto. Let's go. Uh, Close the door. Stop them. They're outside already. We better make this other way. Come on, Silver. There. Now maybe we can see what we're doing. Well, I'll be. Huh? Look at Nick. Boss, what in blazes happened to your boots? Golly, they're gone. Stranger knocked me down and took them. Of all the loco things to do. What a tarnation was his ID. I don't know. But they're going to pay. You're going after them? You bet I am. I gave them the chance, but they threw it away. Now we're Bring me another pair of boots from my room. Right away, Nick. I'll show those fellows what it means to cross Nick Kirby. Instead of racing away from the ranch, the Lone Ranger and Tonto held their mounts to a slow walk. The moon's beginning to break through the clouds, Tonto. They'll be able to see us. That'd be a good thing. When they chase us, I'll break away at the first opportunity. You keep on, but don't let them get within gun range. They'll probably think I'm on ahead. Tonto, don't do that. I'll need an hour's time. I'll have to return to the ranch, ride into town, and back to the ranch again. Me keep them away. Then I'll meet you on the hill overlooking Kirby's ranch house. Uh-huh. There they are. They've seen us. Them right, and it passed. They want that reward money. Come on, get scout. See those trees? Uh, that's where I'll leave you. Those trees will give me cover. I'll kill my Unknown to Nick Kirby, however, the masked man had ridden off in another direction under cover of the trees. 
He returned to the ranch, and then when he'd finished there, raced into town. Hank and Charlie were in the cafe and heard the distant hoofbeats of the great horse still. Listen. Come on, fellas. The mad man again. Coming right through town. Whoa, look at him ride. Stop him. Get him, man. Here he comes. Come on, Get your horses! Come on, let's take after him. Nick, he's going to Nick's place right now. Everybody out, fellas. We're riding. If we're going to keep that fellow from killing Nick, now's the time to do it. In the meantime, Nick Kirby and his men continued their pursuit of Ponto. Watch that engine's fast. Don't ever seem to get tired. He can't keep it up. And how about the other fella? He just rode plumb out of sight. I'm about ready to give up. I say we won't. 500 is better than nothing. We'll get the engine at least. Get up there. Get up. Hey, what's that? Look where we're going. Huh? There's Sandy Creek. There's old Baldy over to the right. Fellas, that rescue got turned around. He's heading straight back to the ranch. <laughs> Big dog eye. That means he's just scared he doesn't know which way he's going. We'll get him for sure. You bet we will. And he's going to be blamed sorry he took us on a chase like this. Come on. Get more speed out of these horses. He might give us a slip yet. Get up, get up, get up. The townsman followed the lone ranger to the hill overlooking Kirby's ranch and then lost him. Oh, 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 oh. Now, where in places did he get to? I seen him a minute ago, then he just disappeared. I'm telling you fellas, you're making a bad mistake. Masked man's on your side. How come you know so much, Sheriff? Because he's the man they call... Uh... Are you looking for me? There he is. Now we got him. No, you haven't. Blasted, he's got the drop on us again. If he hadn't come from behind us, we wouldn't have got him. the drop on you anyhow. I'm telling you, he... Listen to me, man. Stop calling you, stranger. Maybe you mean well, mister. But you're just getting us in trouble, and we can't stand for Wait, it. Wait, I'll prove to you I'm not. But you can't. You've been afraid that if anything happens to Nick, the evidence he's concealed will be turned over to the law and used against you. We know blame well it will. Well, I can promise you it won't be. You can't promise no such thing. Who's that coming? It must be Tonto. Tonto? Who's he? You'll learn that later. Oh, oh, God. Oh, oh, good work, Tonto. You gave me all the time I needed. Other fellow. Come behind. What other fellow? Nick and his two gunmen. You can hear them now. I see him. There's the skunk. Stranger, if you lay a hand on Nick. Leave this to me. Yeah. Hold that in there. Oh, 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 The engine outlaw, Sheriff. He knights the U.S. Marshal. Hey. The master. He looks like another fellow we would take, Sheriff. I demand their arrest. On what? They're murderers. Both of them. There's $500 reward for the Indian and 1000 for his friend. And we're claiming them rewards. Can you prove it? I've got the reward notices. You stay here and I'll go after them right now. Don't bother. What? I gave those reward notices to the masked man in the redskin. But you mean that they're not... I mean they're not wanted by the law. They're not the men those bills describe. You're crazy. You're... The masked man's gone again. Where in places did he get to? If he's got away, the Indian's still here. Redskin, you took us on that chase without any reason. And now I'm going to make you sorry you ever did something. You'll not hurt, Tonto. Everything's ready, fellow. You let him. Like what? What are you talking about? You see, what blazes are you? You wait. Hold your horses, fellas. I got a hunch something's going to happen. Blast the powder. My papers. The evidence. That's where I had it hit. You did it. Sure, gone to glory now. What's that you said about your papers, Nick? Sheriff, now you've got to arrest that masked man. He's Whoa. out. Then the evidence is gone. Yeah. That's right. Listen, Nick, it's you the sheriff's going to arrest. No, no, he can't. He you can't do that. blackmailing a lot of us till we couldn't even call our names our own. And we'll all testify against you. Won't we, fellow? I'll, I'll have you jailed. Without no evidence, Nick, you're going loco. What? <laughs> How in tarnation did the masked fellow find your hiding place? I'll tell you. Blast you. You showed me yourself. You led me right to them. I didn't. Nick, when you left your ranch house to hide those reward notices, do you remember stepping into a mud puddle? Yes, but what's that? That got... wasn't mud. It was paint. 
Donald and I placed it there before we rode up to your place the second time. Then, then I walked in it and... And left tracks that took me straight to the evidence you've been concealing so carefully. You tricked me. And, boss, that must have been where the masked fellow took your boots away. He didn't want you to catch on to what you'd done. That's it, exactly. And to think we fellas in town was doing our best to stop you, friend. Charlie, it just goes to show you never can tell when you're well off. All right, Nick. You're going to jail, Pronto. But, but Sheriff, you know I had proof against these men. You know the masked man blew it up. You have to do something. Nick, when you've been a lawman as long as I've been, you get sense enough to savvy when to take action and when not to. Hey, wait! Gosh, he never even waited to be thanked. I never seen another fellow like him. Sheriff, what was that you started to say about him a while back? Why, all I was going to say was that he's the fellow they call the Lone Ranger. Come on, Hill Road, fellow! An adventure down in Texas! you have just heard is a copyrighted feature of the Lone Ranger Incorporated. Get this and previous episodes of Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater wherever you get podcasts or by visiting phoenixmedia.us forward slash Silver Age Heroes. Join us again, same bat time, same bat station, for another presentation of Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater. Excelsior!